This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light him up, light him up, light him up. August 24, 2013, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop on tape. This week, from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, I'm David Garofalo, and Mr. Jonathan will announce his retirement right here on the show Well, this today. is news to me. You're moving. Mr. Jonathan is moving. Old Far Freddy is here, and we've got some really new, weird news from the asylum as we celebrate this classic day in American history. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world. That is always broadcast on location this week in Salem, New Hampshire for round two. And we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand you light up along with us. You can catch us syndicated on any one of the seven stations picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Or you can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, never forgetting our good friends at The Cigar Station. That's thecigarstation.com, replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. I saw uh, CRA advertised us this week in their uh, weekly bulletin of things going around in last the cigar week. industry. They advertised us last That's week. That's right, last week. So uh, we will see this week. Uh, actually, today we will bump in the Glenn Loop uh, from the CRA. We're going to interview him on the show. Because right now we're at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. That's right. Yeah. So this is taped so that we can be at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival where everybody is there. They're, they're talking about 1,500 um, consumers that are going to show up along with the who's who in the cigar industry or cigar celebrities, as you like to call them, as you coined the phrase. I did coin that phrase. You did. It's, it's catching on. It is. It's catching on big time. Everybody's using it, but we know it came from you. Thank and you. We'll talk about credit. that, too. I appreciate that. We, Very gentlemanly. I there's uh, people out there saying all kinds of different things, and we'll tell you where they stem from. And those are some of the things anyway. Uh, beach pizza. That's what we got over here. It's, it's actually lunchtime, and... When I would want pizza, um, you, when you go to the beach, a lot of people go to the beach for the sun to take their clothes off and lay by the beach and stuff. I would go to the beach for this type of thing. Hmm. Yeah. You'd never know it looking at me, but uh, I would go for the food. That's why I would go to the beach. And they would have um, thin crust pizza like this in a sheet. And very, very little cheese. Just a sprinkling of cheese yeah, on for it. For yours. But mine would be the piece of provolone they put on top to melt on top of it. So those are the choices. You can have it with the very little cheese like you do it or the one I get with the extra cheese added. I'm not really a fan of cold pizza, believe it or not, Hmm. except beach pizza because typically when I'm able to eat it, it ends up being cold because we get it on the show and then it ends up sitting out back. And we have a beach pizza right here behind us in Salem. That's right. It's actually it's called beach pizza. And it's not at the beach. It's right behind us in the store. Which they brought the peach beach to us. And I hear that they may be going everywhere with these. Be careful. Uh, and not only do they have beach pizza, which is awesome, they have meat pies and they have cannolis. So beach pizza at 5 Kelly Road, right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. Uh, go visit them if you're in the area ever. 
and it's something. I'll tell you, what happens is you get, you get hooked on it. And it's regular pizza, which I love, but then there's beach pizza, and every once in a while you feel like this kind of pizza, which is Usually sweet, at 2 in the morning. It's a sweet sauce, and it's thin crust, not overfilling type of thing right. of yeah. some pizza, but uh, it's good. And why we're eating is because we're doing two, two shows back-to-back, and this is usually when we're going to eat. Right. So we'll do the show and eat at the same time because, God forbid, I miss a meal. Can't have that. No. I haven't managed not to do that in 53 years. Now that I've taken two bites of pizza, I really, I really want to smoke something. Okay. So uh, perfect time to do it. And uh, today we are going to light up the La Fleur Dominicana, and this is the La Fleur Dominicana Light. L-I-G-H-T. So that really, it's the Suave. They've, gone, they've, they've done away the with the light because lots of people, La Florida Minicana used to be known for more mild cigars, and now they're, they're kind of known for the fuller-bodied stuff. And so they, had, they did a little rebranding, and they came out with this light, and they found, and Jonathan Carney can explain it better than I can. But Mr. Jonathan Carney. That's not correct. No. Uh, they, can, they found that the term light doesn't cross over well into the cigar world. Because they think of like a Marlboro like, light, a cigarette right. light or something, and it's not that. That's not what it is. It's just a little bit less Lajero. It's a lighter body. Phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, it's time to cut our cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Thank you, sir. So there's your uh, Perdomo cutter, and uh, I'm going to light my cigar using the, what do we call this, the black label hmm. flat flame. And this is a uh, unique lighter in the, in the respects that other jet lighters have a regular full flame, circular flame that goes out. Uh, this one actually is squished together, and you almost like paint the cigar. What I really enjoy about this lighter is the flame is a little bit cooler. I'm going to go with 20%. And because I say it, it's true. Yes. It's 20% cooler than a jet lighter. What that does for a cigar smoker is it allows you to caramelize the sugars hmm. in your tobacco rather than burn them. And it really does. You notice a difference, the difference between using a jet lighter and using a flat flame. It's closer to using a match or a, um, a spill to light your cigar. It's spiff. A, it's a spliff. Spliff. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I thought it was a see spill. The, see the spiff? I thought it was a spill. Spill? S-P-I-L. S-P-I-F? I'm not sure. I think it's spiff. Spliff? I think spliff is a joint. Really? Okay. I think. Rudy, why don't you jump on that uh, <laughs> Google <laughs> and be our fact checker. The... He's with us. Yeah. He always is. Cedar spiff? S-P-I-F? Or, or S-P-I-L? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Or L-L? Spill? Spill. spill. Either... And that was the old, the old way because a match was so small and you would use a match trying to light a cigarette, no problem. Lighting a cigar, it was not big enough. So you take a piece of cedar that would be in between layers of cigars and get a, um, a strip of it, light with a match that piece of cedar, and then use that as a giant match to be able to take your time and light a cigar properly, which is what you should do is actually light it slow and toast it and caramelize it. Spend a minute lighting a cigar, and it's going to burn beautiful all the way through. This is my cup of tea. Yes, it is. This is an ideal cigar for me. I love this cigar. (laughs) This is a milder um, Dominican cigar with a lot of flavor. And this is what La Fleur Dominicana was known for when they started out almost 20 years ago. 
Lafleur Dominicana came True. out. Actually, as Los Libertadores, and we carried it right from the goal. We were one of the first accounts. I believe we were account number three or something carrying um, Los Libertadores. Could make two, huh? I believe we were number three. But we are their older, oldest account because number one and number two don't do business with them anymore, so we automatically become number one. We're number one. We're number and that, one. And that's with the pointy finger, not the other finger. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Uh, Los Libertadores, I have one cigar left. What? Wow. In my house. One Los Libertadores. So, it's almost 20 years old. So, uh, when we get Lido up here, I think uh, that's something I'll let him smoke. If that, if that's the, uh, if he wants to do that, when I say these things and I, I present them to the owners of the company, they usually say, "I'm not going to smoke that. I won't smoke it." Yeah, you know, and no, no, that's why I saved it. I want you to have it. You're they, an odd duck. That that's, way. No, it's awesome. You don't save cigars for yourself. You save them so you can give them back to the manufacturer for the moment, years later. For the moment, they don't have one. They certainly don't. No, they don't. They're not in the business of collecting cigars. Right. They sell them. Do you have any that you've stored for yourself? Yeah, I've saved the uh, – we made a, a Dos Ombre in 2000, um, the Dos Ombre 2000, a special one-time release. I saved those. I have some of those still, Natural Amadoro, uh, box-pressed way back then. Um, I have the original La Giannas when they came out. Yeah. Um, you know, as things were gone, I put them aside. Honestly, I forget about them. I put them in a big humidor and, and you know, box and all, and kind of forget about them, not forget the Along with humidity. forgetting room. trademarks? Yes, I found out. <laughs> I bought a cigar brand years ago, and I found out today that I actually own it. What's the brand? What? The trademark, the whole shebang. Come on. I can't believe it. And he forgot that he owns it. Are you kidding me? This is the king of marketing, the king of number one. Got to be the best at everything. Does everything to the absolute fullest and goes as hard as he can all the time. I totally And it slips his mind that he owns an entire brand. It was actually the 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 first flavored cigar ever. Come on. It was the first flavor called Napoleon's Dream. It was the first flavored cigar ever. And this is 20 years ago at least. And it was in um, clear giant jars of 50. And in the... In the sponge that was in there, and it was a, a specially made sponge that wouldn't make it not mold, um, alcohol was added. So there was rum and there was cognac, and they were flavored with that. And it was put together, and um, a friend of mine came up with the whole idea, and we sold it. We were their biggest customer. And at the end, uh, when they got out of the business, they sold me all the remaining cigars along with the trademark to it. And... I sold all the remaining cigars and totally forgot about that I bought the trademark to it also. And somebody I know said, went up to them and said, you know, that old brand Napoleon's Dream you had, we'd like to get, you know, get a cranking again and I want to buy some and get this thing going. He says, well, I can't because I sold it to David Garofalo (laughs) 20 years ago. And um, he came to me today, actually last week, right? Today. Right. (laughs) And, um, said, you know, can I get them from you? And I said, well, I don't own it. And he said, well, they said you did. And I'm like, I might own this. And it wow. turns out I do. So so um, do you got a scoop for us? No. It just. What are you going to ha- do? It just have. I'm going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do something. I wonder if I have all the bands and all the packaging material and all that. And You're if I did, it would be in your office in the Nashua store with all the, with all the bands and all that stuff. That's I there. didn't see it there. We may have to look in the basement of uh, Two Guys Salem. 
It's hard to believe. Right? It's hard to believe. All I know is I now have ammunition for the rest of my life. <laughs> if I forget anything and he starts coming down, I'll just yeah. say two words for you, David. <laughs> Napoleon's dream. And hopefully I like conversation the name, is by over. The way. You know when Napoleon reached his hand in, into his uh, yeah. breast? And then I thought he was checking to make sure he didn't stink. And like, no, as he pulls his hand out, he has the cigar because that's what he's going for—a cigar. Nice. Oh, nice. All right. And it was just a dream, and um, it was—it was uh, when there were no flavored cigars. It was our biggest selling cigar we had because it was the only thing that, only thing that had a flavor. There was baccarat, which baccarat was um, a sweet tip, but mm. no flavoring to it. This one actually was uh, something I created, this, this jar-type thing that I created something called the cigar jar. And it was a humidor. Humidors were very expensive in those days in the 80s that humidors would start at around $300. They didn't have Japanese um, humidors yeah, or anything American like this. Yeah. Handmade. Yeah. And they were made of casket companies. Those were the, ma- the manufacturers that would make humidors made caskets. And um, I came up with this You concept. know, their downtime in the slow season when people stop dying. <laughs> well, I came up with this idea of this jar that would seal, and you could see the cigars in it, and it lit, the top came off on a hinge, and I called it the cigar jar and handed that over to a company called Gary Scott International. Oh, my God, this is in the 80s or uh, maybe early 90s by then. And um, Going with 1992, I'm practicing for this day in classic American history. Really? And uh, they did it for, for many years, and uh, believe it or not, they uh, ended up selling that cigar jar um, in the trademark to Davidoff, of all people. That, that's here. who owns it. They've never done anything with that either, so it's not just me. I bet they didn't forget. They yeah. just are choosing <laughs> when to come back out with it. So in this jar concept, um, the, the problem as I was putting this jar together, when I would add regular florist foam, the green foam that you see inside uh, inexpensive humidors, and I'd add the liquor to that, that after a while, mold would build up inside it because mm. it's, it would act as a terrarium. There was no place for it to go. So I added cedar terrarium. in the bar. Terrarium. Terrarium. You know, uh, Common among snakes. <laughs> now, moisture would build up, and the cigar would actually get too moist because there was no place to go. So I started adding cedar on the bottom. I put cedar around the side of it, and it's still a jar, and still was still happening a bit. So... Um, it was not Nike. Uh, what's the sneaker company? Reebok. Nope. Puma. A- a- Adidas. 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 Adidas sneaker. All day I well, yeah, that's it. That's it right there. So, by the way, that's uh, point over here, Mr. Jonathan. Okay. This is. Uh, I nailed the 92 though. I, know, I got two points. I know. I this is called points. the Evermoist Humidifying System, which I came up with this idea. Come on. Yeah. This is. Wow, man. This is old. He's not just a marketer, folks. He's also He's an, an inventor. inventor. He's an inventor. This so, is how he becomes he an authority. He doesn't keep his inventions, though. He gives them away. He doesn't sell the idea. He gives it to people. Them. Did he? I bet he did, didn't he? He gave it he away. Gave it away. Come on. It, yeah, this is Gary Scott International Humidifying System. Um, well, they came to me with the price of what was going to call the injective moldings uh, things to mold this thing to. It was hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it. And I said, never mind. Mm. I was a small retailer in, in uh, East Boston. And I said, there's no way... And they came back to me week after week. They were in the plastics business. They were two customers. And they said, we really think it's a good idea. We want to do this thing. And I said, well, just do it. And they said, what do you want for the idea? I said, nothing. Just go do it. So this 
foam that's inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the inner sole of an Adidas sneaker. Come on. And it was a sneaker that came out then that was a mold-free um, sponge. So I could add more moisture to this and it wouldn't mold. And you'd wash it under regular tap water and you could just use tap water. And it's got these... Um, it's very porous. Porous holes in it that would hold enough moisture to do it. So soak this up in alcohol, say a rum, yeah. and then put the cigars in there in actually a long period of time, about a year. And the cigars would be inside there. And all of a sudden, the year, the, the rum would permeate inside the cigar. So we did it with rum. We did it with cognac. And then we made a vanilla base of um, vanilla and something, some other liquid or something, um, and then made it, and then we had vanilla. So that was it. There were three flavors, and we put them in jars of 50. And I, we were probably in about 300 stores at the time. And wow. we were talking a long time ago. And, Which uh, is even more impressive, by the way. Well, so uh, that's it. That's uh, the Evermoist humidification system went inside the cigar jar, and it was Gary Scott International that uh, distributed, handled it all. And when the cigar boom was over in the uh, late 90s or something, they said, okay, we're getting out. And uh, Tell me this, because I've always wondered this. They also distributed La Giana. Yes. Now, they must have been sitting on a lion's share of La Giana. So when they decided to pack up and sell off the uh, cigar jar, they, what did they do with the inventory of La Giana? Did you have to absorb all that? Bought it all back, mm. and they had an awful lot of it. And the reason why they, they ended up distributing La Giana is, you know, this is reciprocity, right? So I give them this idea, and they spend a lot of money doing it, and they made a lot of money. And I became their best customer because I believed in the product to begin with. I knew all about it. And they gave me a good deal on it, too, but they made money. And um, as a thank you to me, when they put their ad in Cigar Aficionado, which was a brand-new magazine at the time, um, they showed the full-page ad of the cigar job. But inside of it, they actually put cigars, so they put all La Giannas inside of it. So their phone was ringing. They were going crazy. People were buying the cigar jar. And uh, they said, what about those cigars inside? And he says, oh, that's just a friend of ours, and, uh, you know, we don't sell cigars. And after the hundredth time they got this call... They called me up and said, can I have a little meeting with you? And I said, sure, what's going on? And they said, so many people are asking for the cigar in the jar. Any interest at all in letting us distribute the cigar and we get a percentage, blah, blah, blah. And I said, sure. And they got the cigar in hundreds wow. of stores. So um, I went from a small, small production of making cigars into a large production because now I'm making for hundreds of stores. And um, I said, okay, here's how it's going to be. You're going to take 80% of everything I make. Yeah. Okay. And tell me when to stop. So I would keep making them and making them and making them. And they would take 80% and pay me. Boom, 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 every time. When they decided it was over, they said, you know, it's our problem. We'll deal with the cigars and close them out or do whatever we want. I said, don't close them out. I said, I want to keep the brand around. And I don't want to ruin the brand by being a Well, it's your discounted. daughter's brand. Yeah. So, uh I'll buy them back. Well, I went into their warehouse. I'm like, did you sell any? Because the <laughs> warehouse was packed oh, wow. with cigars. And I'm like, oh, my God. So they were ordering? They kept ordering because the deal was they were, you know, they were standing up to their order. They weren't selling all that many anymore. And I kept ordering, figuring they were selling them. Yeah. And they weren't stopping me, so I kept going. And I said, oh, my God. So I bought all of them back. And uh, as... You know, I, now we stopped buying them for many, many years and got through the ones we got through. And at that time, we made the, the package change. It used to be a, um, 
uh, yellow band on it. Now it's a red band on La Giana. I so, like that band. Um, that's where that came from. And, question. Uh, yeah. I got a question. I got to ask this, Mr. Yeah. Jonathan. I, think, okay. I, know, I know you're thinking this, too. Was this part of your show prep? Not at all. <laughs> was that not awesome? I'm sorry. That was gold. This is what I'm talking about. Chat box is with me, by the way. Yeah. Awesome okay. stuff, man. Awesome stuff. No, it just came up, so it just came up. <sighs> awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of little stories. In you forgot what, a trademark. I did. And it just happened just before we started the last show. The guy came in and said, can, I, can I get them from you? And I'm like, I don't, I don't own that. And um, what, what ends up happening, and I, I have a handful of trademarks when, when a manufacturer, especially that, that I've worked with very, very hard, and they're, they're going to discontinue something. Yeah. Um, I will take all the – well, I have taken I – w- I don't want to say I will because now my phone's going to ring and everybody that's looking to dump a brand is going to come to me. Don't. But um, I will take the remainder of what they have, but with that, give me the trademark to it also in case Smart. I want to continue Smart. to make it. Yeah. And they usually say, yeah, no big deal. I was dumping the thing off anyway. So over the years, I've acquired the trademarks of a lot of these brands that, you know, would discontinue. I'm basically buying the clothes out, but I'm getting the – um, the brand with it, and that's what happened it's with brilliant. that. And that, you know, and it, the 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 cool thing about it is, you know, a lot of these brands are such great cigars, and some cigar shops, maybe the owner or the guy on the sales floor, just doesn't care for that cigar. It's not its flavor profile, right? Right. And that happens across the country. Sure. And the, the the brand itself doesn't rock for that company, but it rocks for us because. Really, all it takes is one employee to love the cigar, mm. and they're going to recommend it every time someone hits that flavor profile. Every time. Yeah. So That's it ends point. up rocking here, and we keep it rocking, baby. Keep it rocking. Uh, so let's keep it rocking. Let's go to this classic day in American history. Today, this day, August 24th. You guys remember this, who the champion is? I forget. It was so long ago. It was so long ago. <laughs> in uh, American classic history is brought to you by Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of Epic Rap Battle, and now it's time for the Epic Battle for This Day in American Classic History. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move. Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Chuck, you're the champion, right? No. Well, technically, yes, but not this week. He's on a losing streak again. I get, again. I was wondering if you'd be okay with this, if you could go up against all Mr. Jonathans, both Mr. Jonathans at wow. the same time. Bring it. Bring it on? Bring it on. Okay. Yeah, well, so he, Mr. He actually, Jonathan, hang on. He can't because we don't have the extra. You can... You can We'll Sit with each other and talk right. and, and help. You each are other. Mr. Jonathan. Well, all right. We we're not one in anything. We, we don't have the second headphone, but he's going to be there to help you. And you guys are going to decide together. So it's going to be right. Mr. Jonathan's versus Chuck Morrison. This is awesome. Two against one. It's a tag team match. If we lose, it doesn't count. Here, do this. Hold your, hold your thing like a mic. Like, all right. You know. 
This works, right? You can hear me okay, Dave, right? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. We're not going to lose this, by the way. Okay, so it's going to be it's going to be both of them. None of these can see. So who goes first, Mr. Jonathan? We're, we're beautiful. Should Mr. Jonathan go first when it's two against one? You're right, Dave. Thank you. No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. What do you mean? I'm no. I'm the champ. All right, go ahead. All right. So we're going to go. I'm the champ. He says. There's two so this is the closest with, without going over. Closest without going over, and I'll ask for a final decision while you guys chit chat with each other. So born this day. August 24th, happy birthday to Vince McMahon, oh, American yeah. wrestler, promoter, producer, and actor. There is a marketing genius right there. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, today's his birthday. What year was he born? I'm going 56. 52. Meeting in between? Meeting in between, we'll go 54. <laughs> I think that's it. 54. 54. 54. Final 54. answer. 45. 45 is two points. Yeah. What? 45. Two points. See, they cheat. They, they dot their eyes back and, and forth you, at each other. And you guys would be going... Uh, we're two down already. Two so down already. Chuck stands up, then and Dave goes like nods. Yeah. And it's, oh, go lower, go lower. It's yeah. not at all. There is not at all. I'm being a gentleman here, and I wouldn't dare do that. Uh, Chuck Morrison, Mike Huckabee, American politician, oh, yeah. 44th governor of Arkansas. He was a presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. He has a TV show. He's he's Mike Huckabee. He was born today. What year? 49. 58. We're going 52. 55, we'll go with 55, final answer. Five, 55, two points. Come on. Right there. Was that cheating? It is not. You guys approve this. Right. You're not one of the same. Stop saying that. <laughs> Anytime anybody gets one right, there's cheating going on. <laughs> you guys are supposed to get them right. I mean, our whole team's based off on cheating. I'm stealing his name. You heard that right here. You heard that. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Jonathans. Uh, Craig Kilborn, American actor and talk show host, uh, host the original Daily Show. Uh, he's an actor. You know him. Craig Kilborn. Born this day. What year? 67. 60. I was going to say 62. <laughs> 65. 65. Final answer. Final answer, 65. Alex. 67. You're both wrong. 62. Too bad, Mr. Oh. Jonathan Jr. You would have got See that, it. Jr.? Wow. Fail. Wow. Okay, we got a tie still. Two Never to two. go against the true Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> Chuck Morrison, go. over to you. Happy birthday to Dave Chappelle, oh, American yeah. comedian, actor, screenwriter, what? producer. Dave Chappelle's birthday is today. Uh, Chappelle's 75. 1975, he says. I think he and I are close to the same age. Uh, I think he's a little younger, so I'm going to say 79 is my guess. I'm going to say 72. 72, we have to split the difference. 75. Alec, final answer. You're both over at 73. Oh, Told you. Had it. Can I switch teams? <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, can I've, I, I've heard that about you, but I didn't know that it had anything wow. to do I want to be Mr. Jonathan making mountains move. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this goes to who? Uh, Mine. It's us. Oh, go ahead. We you're right. Second, you're right. right. You're right. It goes to the, to the Mr. Jonathans. It happened this day. It happened, it happened. this day. Thomas Edison Patton, the motion picture camera. Today, Ooh. what year? Thomas Edison patented the motion Let's picture camera. Let's make Chuck have to work for this one, and we say 1801. We make him earn it. Let's go with 1801. 1801, final Watch answer. Watch this, Dave. You're going to love this. 1802. Chuck Morrison. Boom. 1891. Chuck gets it. You think you're going to mess with you think him? you're going to mess with this. Chuck Morrison, Alaska becomes a United States territory. Today, what year? Ah, 1950. Definitely 64. Hey, what are you doing? What is, Pat, what is this? 64. Let's go with 64. We're going with 64. Final answer. 
1912. You both over oh. a lot. 1912. Hecklers. We got hecklers. Okay, Mr. Jonathan's mock David Chapman is sentenced to 20 years in prison for murdering John Lennon today. What year? Wait, who's John Lennon? That's too bad. Beatles. Okay. 68. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. 68. 70. 81. You guys are awful, but Chuck gets a point anyway. <laughs> there could have been more than one John Lennon. That's the Beatles why I was just clarifying. The, the Beatles were still together then. There's two oh, Mr. Yeah. Jonathan, so it could easily be another John All right, Lennon. We have uh, Chuck winning by two right now, which means Cheating the Jonathans need to have an exact hit. This is the last question to tie. Anything less than that, they lose. Right, we got this, big boy. Who is it? Who go? Who gets this? It's my turn. Chuck Morrison. Cincinnati Reds manager Pete Rose is banned from baseball for gambling by the commissioner. 72. 1972, he says. Pat? 75. Let's go with 75. 89. One point, but Chuck Morrison takes the lead and takes the win. I was, I was hampered in this competition, and I'm uh, losing under extreme duress and protest. This day in American Classic history was brought to you by Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars, mild to medium blend cigars, specially aged in Nicaragua, Longfellow. Celebrate today, August 24th, with an Alec Bradley cigar. Thank you, Mr. Jonathans. It was a, it was a, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for ruining my that winning awesome. streak, <laughs> jerk. Hey, next time, you know what winning team to go to. Okay, let's go to break, and when we come back, we're not going to bring back Mr. Jonathan Carney. We're going to bring back the new LaFleur Dominicana rep, John DeLogali? Galogali. 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 It's not even a D at the beginning of his name. I know, and I wrote da. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring back John DeLogali, and uh, we have the 10 Galogali. commandments for cigar smokers, and shout-outs, and lots more. So stick around, everybody. We'll be back in just minutes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. <laughs> Mr. John, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Well, Sean Connery singing Aerosmith. Backstroke lover always hide me in the cover till you're talking to your daddy's shame. It's the wrong audio, Chuck. <laughs> oh, all right. That's the world gone crazy, man. It is. Live music and comedy on stage. Featuring the incoherent tour. What's that? Talk about you. But I get by with a little help. <laughs> and that's the World Gone Crazy Band. We're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And uh, we uh, we run Two Guys Smoke Shop, and uh, we're here in New England. And um, John, Mr. John Jonathan Carney is the area rep for La Fleur Dominicana. He has been for a couple of and he's years. he's not even really a Mr. Jonathan. He is so a real Mr. Jonathan. saying that. But he is moving on. He is moving on to um, warmer places. He's staying on with La Florida Dominicana, but moving on, he'll tell us all about that. But we have a new rep in the area, and it's John. John, say your last name for me. It's Gologoli. Gologoli, okay. It's Irish. Yeah? Yeah. 
I get the Italian names. I get them wrong, too. But anyway, so John is the new uh, New England sales rep. Correct. For La Flor Dominicana. Yes. And you uh, started out in retail. Um, right. I worked down at uh, Cigar Masters in Providence, which is uh, where I got into the industry. That's where you started. That's where we started. Okay. And uh, it's been... Uh, it's been a great ride. You were handling the humidor and what was selling in cigars and all that? Absol- how, how long for that? Six months I was there. That's it? Yeah. So I, I kind of got swept off my feet what? a little bit, if you, you will. You must have been doing a good job nice. for six months in, and then they take you as a uh, territory. Uh... That's right. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but it went very well. It's really a new, uh, unique place down there. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, uh, it offered me a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Information and, and education. Did on you know cigars? Did you smoke cigars? I then? smoked cigars. I certainly wasn't as educated as I was once I got there. Right. Yeah. And then, Which happens. I tell you, it, uh, cigar masses have built cigar people over the years. Unbelievably, a lot of the cigar reps come from cigar masses. That's what they started off with. And there's lots of different stores that are teaching uh, their employees about it. But they are doing something that they're building people uh, that they... Uh, well, it's, it's a unique process down there, too. You, you get a sense of a lot of different things. And I think that helps me, uh, you know, as a rep, too. You know, being able to see the retail side of it. And, yes. you know, dealing, uh, you know, with a lot of different blends and a lot of different... Uh, types of cigars, and uh, you know, it's really taught me a lot. Is especially dealing with a lot of people that have you know two guys in shops around. Yeah, um, which gives me kind of I think an inside edge. Sure. Yeah. And um, did you smoke La Flor Dominicana cigar? Tell the truth. I did. Yeah. Yeah. The, I smoked a lot of La Flor. Yeah. Um, and, and but yet, you know, I think coming from there, you know, I also smoked <clears throat> a lot of other different cigars. Okay. You have to. Yeah. You're right. You've got to know. You've got to know what someone's palate when they come in and say, "I'm looking for uh, a medium-bodied cigar with a Corojo wrapper." You've got to be able to go nowhere to go. Absolutely. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'd love for them to smoke LaFleur cigars. But, right. Uh, I mean, you know, that's what we do now. I got a feeling they're going to be smoking more LaFleurs out in cigar masses than they used to. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Especially <laughs> that's an account of ours, so that'd be great. And uh, that's where you, you uh, live? I live yeah. in Rhode Island, born and raised, grew up there. And you're going to stay there? And I'm going to stay there. Yeah. yeah. But, but your territory is not... Uh, just what most people's territory is, from what I understand, you, you're handling all of New York, New York City, everything. Correct. Yeah, it'll be uh, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Mass, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and all of New York. Okay. So it's it's an extensive territory, but uh, it, a lot it, of driving, man. A lot of driving. We uh, we spend a lot of time on the road. I, re- I recommend you uh, sign up for the podcast on iTunes. Yeah. Just set it and forget it. Or just go right to your phone. Well, Jonathan Carney, he's got a, a, a list of uh, music that uh, you know you don't fall asleep to. Let's put it that Fair way. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. What uh, what Lafleur do you gravitate toward? Which one's your favorite? Um, I truly, I my my favorite cigar over there is the uh, the Airbender uh, in the chisel. I just yeah. I just you know I I feel like I can smoke that cigar any time of the day. All day. And that's just, you know, my palate, like we discussed, you know, sure. I, I feel is it really suits me after dinner, with breakfast, midday. So you um, can, you're, a, you're a power smoker. You can just power smoke it down. anything. I mean, that's what they say. Do you do the thing with the, the punch in the hole in the top of the chisel, or do you just lop off the end? No, nah, you know, and it's funny because I used to cut cigars all the time for customers. Sure. And, um, you know, what's unique there is you can actually straight cut the, the chisel. Sure. You can... V it out, which actually looks like a little duck's behind. 
I have never done that. The duck tushy, it's the, called. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> duck tushy. Have you ever V cut a chisel? Uh, I've smoked two chisels in my life. They were both on the show. So, no. It's <laughs> no. okay. a little strong for me. So it's cool. And then you can punch uh, one side and punch the other, and you actually get a, you know, a draw from the top of your yeah. palate and the bottom of your palate. I, I like doing that. It's, it's a unique thing of uh, getting the uh, La Fleur Dominicana chisel. Looks like it, a real chisel. It looks like a mason's chisel. Yep. Now, if you, if you cut a bullet cut on the top of that chisel and you put it in your mouth and just on one side, and then you take a drawer in it. The, the smoke actually rolls over the top of your tongue. and it It's has a whole a, different flavor. It's a different sensation of what happens there. Later on, you can go to the bullet at the bottom and try that. And then later on, you can cut the cigar with a straight cut, even though you've bullet cutted it. And then it dramatically changes there. So you can go through a few different processes with that cigar. Do it with you, your own cutter, please. Don't use mine. <laughs> right. Because I'm not into being slobbered on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure our listeners all have their own cutters. <laughs> I hope they do. Ho- hopefully. <laughs> At this point. So are you a married guy? I am. You I've are. been married nine years. Oh, my Two goodness. Girls. And uh, they're going to miss you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a good thing. It's quality, not quantity, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess. <laughs> are you someone who's okay with, with being by yourself a lot? I mean, it's a lot of driving, man. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think that uh, I, I do well. You know, I, um, it, it, it's what you make of it. And I think that, you know, in the long run, it's, this is something that, you know, I'm, you know, really dedicated to, uh, I'm, uh, you know, excited about and, you know, it is. You're right. It is, but it's uh, it's good. You see different people all the time. Yeah. I like the different, you know, to run into. Oh, that's the way I am. You know, I like to talk to a lot of different people, and it's you know, at the end of the day, it's about smoking cigars. Yeah. What was the career before that? I was a cop for ten years. Really? Yeah. Get out In Rhode of here. Island? Yes. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. Nobody nobody believes that, but uh, too you know. dangerous for you. What? What? Yeah. It was a, an un- unfortunate set of circumstances. You know. You don't that, have to get into it if right. you don't want to. We yeah. don't need crying on the show. Right. Wow. Right. I was going. John the cop. <laughs> Policing cigar stores across the country. Yeah, you get a badge. Yeah. One of those little flip open ones. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. You, you guys, you know, you know how it goes. And there's plenty of problems in Rhode Island. Mm. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. That's what they say. You would know better than all of us. So how long, how long are you out here doing it so far? So this will be my second week. and weeks uh, Right. I'll be, uh, be with John for about a month, and then uh, he'll take off. And I will take over. And that'll and, be it. And then, you know, let's fly. All right. How be... is he uh, How is he to work with? He's not paying attention right now, so you can give us the real skinny. Yeah, I got I to really whisper this, but, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, no, he's great. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. He, he, he's, he is great. He's made my life a, a whole lot easier. He's created a lot of really nice relationships that makes, you know, my job a heck of a lot easier. And, you know, if I hear I got big shoes to fill one more time. Uh, yeah. You I'll know. tell you, at the trade show, I handed in a lot of big orders, and uh, I handed my order into John, and he said, thank you. That was it. Not, you sure you don't want to bump this up, this and that? Just said, thank you. He meant to shook my hand. Like, right. True. awesome. Yeah. Professional gentleman. And, yeah, uh, there's so much of people trying to push something down your throat that you may not want, and it's a tough situation. But here's somebody, you know, when you see him pull up to the door, we all have smiles on the face. Oh, look who's here. Right. Some other ones, they pull up, and you go, oh, God. Yeah, let's hide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm so not you here. Wanna be, you want to be here. the I'm first guy, right? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes you have to reach numbers, and we're here to help, whatever it is. But uh, you've got a great company. La Fleur Dominicana, they stand for the brick-and-mortar retailers and uh, protect their pricing and protect their brands. And uh, they're a great company. I've been with them. Uh, we were talking earlier that 
Uh, it was Los Libertadores was their first company. And uh, I was like the third customer they ever had way back then. Really? So uh, I've been around a long time with them, and I'll tell you, I'm still with them, and uh, great company. Appreciate it. So uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, Thanks for coming on and being a sport. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Okay, when we come back, we have the Ten Commandments of Cigar Smokers. Uh, we're going to give a shout-out to some friends on United Cigar Retailers and more from La Flor Dominicana because uh, before The other I, Jonathan. The we'll Mr. Jonathan will join us, and uh, we'll find out some information from him and lots more. So stick around, everybody. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. With a billion choices, it's Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Choices. It's 
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted, even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. This, this is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to Big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. Light them up, light them up, light them up. We're here, hour number two. 
Today on the Cigar Authority, we have uh, news from the asylum, Old Five Freddy. We're going to get Devin here with Chuck Morrison, and live with us is Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan County, go ahead. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and perhaps the world that always broadcasts on location. This week at this the so Rocky Mountain <laughs> <laughs> Cigar Festival. And the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking, we insist on it. Catch us syndicated on one of seven radio stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Or you can always tune in to CigarAuthority.com and watch us live or catch the podcast on demand where you can set it and forget it and use us on iTunes and forget that as well. There we go. <laughs> and let's not forget about our good friends at the Cigar Station. Uh, replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. That's the thecigarstation.com. That's how it's done right there. <laughs> Is that how it's done, Mr. Jonathan, number I have to, two? I have to read it every time. Whoa, did you just call me number two? Yeah. The, Who's the, older? Who's in older show, here? In the show bumper. I, I, he got points on the last time when we had Mr. Jonathan versus Mr. Jonathan for being older. Correct. So, so you, you are older. Miss, you were Mr. Jonathan older. first. I, I do Mr. weigh more, though. First. I weigh more. You do outweigh me. Yeah. A little taller. Oh, pff, of course. I, I think he's an Better looking. Stunning. Less facial hair. <laughs> those, are all, those are all points against you. And, and, and you're wearing the La Florida Dominicana shirt. Correct. And hat. I'm wearing the, the colors. But he's dressed up in all a right. nice suit. The, the, I already know the question on everyone's mind right now is how many times exactly have you been frisked by John Gologoli? Yeah. I just want to know. Like, you know you said, I mean, just give me the full cop treatment. He broke out the rubber glove, and it went to town. I was first at least twice, and I was never read my rights. Nice. Yeah. He was not Mirandized. <laughs> I hate to put this down. This is the Fleur Dominicana Suave. Suave. Absolutely perfect cigar oh for me. Yeah. If you say, what's in Dave's wheelhouse? What kind of cigar does he like? This is it. This is what I want all the time. Suave is a really unique, uh, really unique cigar. I actually did a... It uses U.S. Connecticut shade wrapper. <laughs> I actually did a fundraiser about two weeks ago on the actual farm uh, that we get that wrapper from. Wow. Uh, so it was really unique to kind of watch it and see uh, sure. you know, that, that side of it. You see the, what we do in the Dominican when I go down and travel there, uh, but coming back up to see it in the States is, is very different. It's a, you know, it's a different culture than it is down in the Dominican in terms of the farming side of it. This one had a little bit of age on it anyway because it had the old band on it still. It is now, uh, it's now fully banded with Suave. We still have some of the light boxes left, um, but we have switched over the bands on the cigar to all say Suave. So in the future, from here on out, it will all be Suave. If you like a, a cigar that's aged a little longer, if you find them that say light on it, those are the ones to grab in your local brick-and-mortar store. When you see them that say light on them, those are the ones because they get a little more age on them because we all know an aged cigar is even better. If you hang on to a cigar for a while, it gets a little aged on it. Only if it's top quality to begin with, right. which everything LaFleur yeah. Minicana makes is top quality and is age-worthy. A crappy cigar aged is an old crappy cigar. But Correct. if it's a good cigar to begin with, they age beautiful. Now, the cigar we're going to smoke next is not from my stash. This is your personal stash. Came packing today. I like to uh, I like to spoil you guys a little bit and you give sure you some are. things you may or may not have tried and things that I come across when I'm on the road. I actually picked this box up yesterday. Um, it's a cigar we made back in 2003. This one was specifically from November 27th, 2003. Um, it's a larger version of the El Jaco uh, that we make now. Uh, it was called the Stallion. It's from our 2000 series, which was the third line of cigars we made. Uh, using all Cameroon wrapper and Dominican binders and fillers. And, and Lido uh, does a great job with Cameroon, man. 
fantastic. A great job. It's Cameroon's my favorite. Uh, period. It's one of the anything as well. that we do. Mm. It's a, it's one of those few few of those cigars uh, that truly have a lot of flavor profiles to it that I that I get. I get a lot of nuttiness from them. Specifically on this cigar, um, you know, if you've ever had Nutella, if you were to spread mm. Nutella onto a piece of toast, put some warm cream on it, and then bite into it, and then breathe out of your nose, that would be what you would get from the stallion. Interesting. What the? You didn't just play the flavor of the week. He is not Mr. Jonathan. He is Mr. And Jonathan. He, and he's quitting. He's moving. He's, he's not quitting. You he's... quit. <laughs> That's right. You quit first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't officially quit yet. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut my cigar, and uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while other brands raise their prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. I'm going to cut it now. This is a little pointed head on here, so there's not much to cut, only a small little bit on this. This is A, a figu- little dabble, do you? This is a figurado, which means it has uh, pointed at both ends. Oh, look at you. actually have it on there. She's amazing. Yeah, she asked for it, and, you, and she has it. I don't it. know about amazing. She had Nutella. Yeah, she has it. She happens to have it. You want to smoke one of these? Can I hand one of these to her? Yeah, absolutely. Th- this tastes like that. There we go. It's the stallion. So, <laughs> now as I, I'm, I'm going to smoke this, before, you know, act as I'm smoking it without even lighting it, taking a, a pre-taste to it. And this has been sitting in that box for quite a while. See the box. And I can taste it. Absolutely. If you remember when we smoked back a few months ago, the factory press too, a lot of that similar cedar flavor profile, uh, and that comes from the box it's in. Uh, you know, when you're looking at aged cigars, not just Lafleur or anything that's been aged for a significant period of time, look for what kind of box it comes in. Uh, if you're looking at this, if you're on the Ustream uh, stream watching this, you can see that this is a is a, truly a cedar box. Yeah. And that's really important in aging because it's going to take on characteristics of the box. If you have it in something that's plastic or in just the cellophane sitting in a bag, uh, it's not going to age and mature with those flavors that come from the wood. And David's lighting a cigar using the Black Label Flat Flame. Have you seen this lighter before? That is a beautiful lighter. We were saying 20% cooler. It burns 20% see, see cooler. It, it like paints. That's like the Pablo Picasso of cigar lighting right now. Here we go. It is the Pablo Picasso of cigar lighters. You get a couple of bells for that right off the bat. And <laughs> See how much smoother this show goes on when I'm Mr. It, Jonathan? It is. I'm still objecting. I'm vehemently objecting. <laughs> oh, vehemently objecting. Vehemently objecting. Um, okay, so did they make the stallion? The stallion was discontinued several years after. Um, I think two years after, in 2005, we discontinued the stallion. Um, we do make this cigar. Doesn't it taste even better because nobody else can get it? It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> we, we do make this cigar. Uh, we've made it in the past the last several years as some exclusives but with different wrappers on it um, but this was the original and it's the stallion um, and it's back in the day I'm sure it was medium medium full uh, but now it's really a nice medium mild and, and real smooth when a brand is being discontinued I look at it as being retired and it is worth more money at that point it's more valuable and it belongs in my collection at that point and when they're saying we're not going to make the size anymore because maybe it doesn't sell well or whatever reason it is that's happening that's when i want the box yes 
put that away, and then you wait a couple of years and you come up with that, and they go, oh, my God, look what you have. Now, all of a sudden, it's highly valuable. Not any, you know, they shouldn't discontinue anymore. They should retire brands with dignity. It's retired right now. And maybe it comes out of retirement like uh, the Rolling Stones do every other year, right? <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. I, the, it, the unique thing with, with a lot of things that Lido does uh, in terms of cigars, in terms of limited editions, I think this was a limited release. Um, originally, I wasn't a cigar smoker at that time. Uh, in 2003 is actually when I first started smoking. Um, he does limited editions that are truly limited. If we make a thousand boxes, it's a thousand boxes. It's not a thousand and one. It's not five thousand yeah, for the next two years. All of years. a sudden, it's sold out real well, and you just keep pumping them out and uh, forget what we said. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen. So there's true value to to cigar makers and to cigars that operate that way and that have that type of. Uh, uh, you know, production behind it. It's, you know, the value goes down if you can always get it. Uh, the special thing about the limited editions are that you can't always get it. So we can sit here and enjoy it and smoke it today, something that we probably can't smoke again. You know, we can smoke 12 more of them, I think. And then it's, uh, and then it's over. over. Yep. The plume on this thing was unbelievable, looking at it through the, uh, through the cellophane. Oh, the cellophane had, that, had a lot of yellow on it, oh, tons yeah. of plume. Yeah. It's just a really unique... I, I walked into the shop, it was down in New York, and uh, I walked in, it was sitting up on top, hidden. And I said to the guy, I go, <laughs> how many boxes do you want for this? Yeah, right. I'm just going to trade it with you. He goes, all right, sure. Yeah, no problem. It's been sitting there for, you know, 10 years. And uh, I was like, yeah, perfect. He's it's like, sitting Is it there for 10 years. My God, put a Starburst on, say 10 years old, instead of, oh, no, it's no good. It's old. You know, old wine is worth more than young wine. Young right. wine is grape juice. It is. Now, for those that are listening and heard the word plume, and they say, geez, what is plume? When you see it dusting on cigars... It's, it's not mold. The dusting is plume. The sugars actually come out of the tobacco. You see a lot of that actually with African Cameroon wrapper, which is what we have here. They plume up really nice. And sugars are coming out. And the cigar's getting sweeter. It's, it's, it's a ripe banana. It's and delicious. It's trading, it's trading flavors back and forth with that cedar box, and it's playing off the sweetness of the Cameroon. And cedar has a mm. natural sweetness to it. I had the opportunity. I bought... Um, a, uh, a box of cigars, limited edition, in cedar coffins. And some of the coffins weeped a little uh, bit of cedar. Yeah. And somebody may have thought that that was ruined, but it, it, they were protected with uh, tissue paper, not cellophane. And it got, it bled through the tissue paper and into the wrapper. And I oh so carefully peeled it off. And I was wondering what it was going to be like. And I smoked it, and it's the best. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is, and I don't, I don't rate cigars by 1 to 100, but you're, you're not going to get closer to 100 than this, mm. than what I'm smoking right now. This is a perfect cigar. Perfect. The size is fantastic. Uh, the fact that it's a Figurado is, is unique in itself, so it's smoking a, a little higher ring gauge initially, so it's going to build up in intensity, and especially with the maturation of the tobacco with it. Um, having that strength, it's going to be very refined in that last portion, you know, refined strength. If you're into aging cigars, you want to start off with something a little stronger than what you smoke. Sit on it for five years at least, and then then try it. And watch how that cigar calms down right into your wheelhouse. You don't want to start by aging a cigar that you would normally smoke every day and then have it drop down in strength further. Start off with something a little stronger and let it age itself down. All right, I think it's uh, time to uh, check in with our friend in the aging room. Speaking of aging, we're going to go see... Old Fod Freddy, he's back in there right now, and here he is, Old Fod Freddy, in the aging room. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. 
They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, people cut down their trees with little to no thought about the time of day. In my day, we did our tree cutting in the morning so there was less sap in the trunk and the wood would season faster. Nowadays, people are using social media to locate their lost pets. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all they have at their disposal. In my day, every town had a pet private eye that would sift through clues and find your lost pet for you. Nowadays, buildings have occupancy restrictions due to fire codes. In my day, there were no fire codes, and you could throw a very large ball with as many people as you could physically fit in the building. It was awesome. We were early rising lumberjacks with morning wood, pet dicks, and very large balls. Sometimes. Aging I wonder where you're going with that. <laughs> Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. <coughs> What's better than the smell of freshly cut morning wood? Rafael Nadal winces every <laughs> single time the segment comes I'm sure. Up. He loves the segment. <laughs> he told me himself because I said, listen, you know, we're, we're, the plan is to get a little racier with it. Uh, how do you feel about that? And he said, push it as far as the radio will let you. Really? He's a radio so. guy himself, you know. He does a radio show every week. Oh, nice. In Spanish, though. Oh, wow. Oh, so. it's easier in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. They have more words. Senor, Jonathan. Right. Negative. No? Negative. Um, you know, uh, I saw an editorial in Half Wheel. Uh, you know those guys at Half Wheel. Absolutely. You, Charlie Minato, yep. uh, uh, Brooks Whitington. Really good guys. Uh, and, and we were both quoted... Um, Last week, in a little article they, they did about Massachusetts and the and the uh, no and the change of uh, one city's Canton, Mass, changing their um, smoking allow, laws. Um, no, for uh, age restriction. Right. So uh, eighteen is what you have to be to smoke, but in Canton, Mass, you have to be now twenty-one. It, it's funny because I, I heard you talking last week on the show about it, and um, <laughs> twenty minutes ago. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting that Sharon. Mass is yeah. the number one place on Forbes to, to grow and to live. build a family yeah. and to live. And the place right next door to it is probably the worst. It's the same thing on a state level. If you look at Over the uh, tracks, all these right? smoking laws and uh, unnecessary taxes and ludicrous taxes, um, you know, like look at New York. It's, we have a high, massive tax situation in Massachusetts. And look how great New Hampshire is. You know, look how great you know, New Jersey is, Connecticut. Don't these people get the idea that the reason these other places are so good is because they're so bad? Right, right. And if they want to be better, they just have to make the decisions that yeah. the, other, the other areas Amen, are Amen, baby. It's frustrating to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Charlie mentions uh, in one of his editorials I saw here, for whatever reason, uh, the past year, he's been rising uh, manufacturers and retailers asking, what do you think about boutique cigars? And uh, he thought um, of that word apparently is getting used uh, by Too cigar much. people all the time. Yeah, uh, it's always been unclear what a boutique is. Uh, some claiming to be part of a group, some claiming not to be part of any group. Um, if you're too big, can you be a boutique? Uh, can you be the spirit of a boutique? Um, or why should we care? And um, he mentions that Wik- uh, Wikipedia defines boutique manufacturing as the method used uh, for production in limited quantities, which could be. Apparently, anybody at that point. Uh, Smoke Magazine defined uh, boutique as less than 1.5 million cigars annually. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that is boutique anyway. What a boutique really is is a boutique is a store. 
So really, any true boutique would be actually the store itself that would have their own private label would now be, be a boutique brand as far as how I understand boutique to be. But um, when you talk to people and consider boutique manufacturers, you realize that few cigars, uh, they consider boutique uh, because some of them are made in factories that aren't even their own factories, okay? We know who we're talking about of, of different companies that are there. Uh, the godfather of boutique cigars... Do you know who we're talking Ernesto about? Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Do you uh, know who coined that phrase? Mr. David Garofalo. That is correct. Ring so the he, bell. He, absolutely <laughs> correct. That's the right answer. Um, Two points team, Mr. Jonathan. We win. And do you know why <laughs> I did that? Because when I met Ernesto, he was a small boutique manufacturer in Caliocho, Miami, uh, and I went to this little teeny hole-in-the-wall place, and he's got eight cigar people rolling cigars. He waited on me. He packaged the things. He did everything. It was truly a boutique. And he became the godfather of boutique cigars. I would say it. I would say it. I would say it. And it was actually his son that said, we're going to start going with it. And I said, go with it, because you are a boutique. Then, Today, Gloria Cubana, certainly not a boutique. It's a master company and went to it. But now, does E.P. Carrillo become a boutique? Yes, they are in the Dominican Republic and not in Caliocho anymore. But again, it's a small amount of people that do it. And they're a boutique thing. Now, I've seen, I, I went to La Fula Dominicana this year. I would still consider that a boutique. It's, a, it's small in comparison to these bigger companies that make these. The giants. Yeah. I, I think we should. Produce. You know, the more you talk about it, uh, you know, in listening to what, you know, the true definition of boutique is talking about it being a, a retail location in a store. Like I would consider our company, you know, we make around four to five million cigars, give or take a little bit. Uh, there's no exact number out there. Uh, but I would consider us, you know, I don't know if this has been coined by anybody. If it hasn't, we can take it here today. It's ours. Here we go. Uh, I would consider ourselves more of a traditional cigar manufacturer. Uh, than just boutique. Uh, you know, we're obviously not small. We're obviously not huge. Yeah. Um, but we're, I would consider ourselves a more traditional cigar manufacturer with a boutique spirit simply because of the vertical integration and growing all the... Are you uh, vertical? Doing, entirely yeah. vertical They do everything. Yeah, all of our own... Uh, we do buy tobacco, but we do all of our aging and fermentation on that from other countries. And you grow a lot of it uh, as well. We, 80% of every cigar you get from us comes right off of our farm. So when we buy Nicaragua... They're not, they're not in Cameroon, Africa. Right. So they, they bought this wrap. Yeah, right. sure. So, uh, you know, we do all of, our own, all of our own agricultural work, all of our own manufacturing, all of our own distribution, uh, obviously are all of our own sales uh, around the U.S., uh, internationally as well. Everybody so, company? Uh, we have one, uh, one group of brokers. You were probably <clears throat> familiar with them. Uh, it's the uh, Coleman Brothers out okay. in the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, they've been with us for 19 years. <clears throat> wow. Uh, so they're part of the family. Yeah, uh, I know, so I know Terry. He's been around a long time. And Absolutely. And... Uh, Obviously, doing a good job for them to hang on to them all these years. So, but yeah, truly, I, I consider us a traditional cigar manufacturer with vertical integration in a you know to go with what Charlie said, you know, in the spirit of boutique. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Charlie brings up an interesting point of should we care? The answer, in my opinion, is no. It's a good cigar. It's not a good cigar. Yeah, that's true. Now, I, does the boutique thing? Do, does it? Do you have a, uh, maybe an edge if you call yourself boutique and maybe draw that? particular customer, 10% of the population that wants to smoke something different and you say, hey, this is boutique. Come over here and take a look at this. Ooh, boutique. Yeah, I got to try I know, that. I know people that smoke micro-brew beers. I said, what they kind smoke of beer? them, huh? No, I'm sorry. They drink micro-brew beers. <laughs> That's impressive. Fire and liquid at the same time. But they, they come out and say, you know, I, one of the things you say to a, a customer that comes in the store 
is you try to figure out if, if they're buying a cigar. I really never smoke cigars. I don't know what kind that I want. And you ask some questions. How do you take your coffee or extra cream, extra sugar? What kind of beer do you like? I like a light beer or something. Okay, we need to go to a lighter cigar, mm-hmm. lighter, creamier type cigar because that's what you're going to like. Some guy answers and says, oh, I drink boutique, um, I micro-brew beers. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really told me anything. Does he like light beers or he right. like strong beers or whatever? But he feels obligated to say microbrews. Well, how I define, you know, so we were talking about there, how I define a traditional cigar manufacturer in my eyes is... If it says LFD on the box? If it says LFD <laughs> yeah. it, and I'm selling it and it's on a shelf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simply stated, that's it. That's it. Uh, no, uh, vertical integration is important to me. Uh, you know, growing your own tobacco, manufacturing your own products, not selling your tobacco... Uh, not producing a, a, a bunch of cigars for other people. I, I look at that as very traditional. We make cigars for ourselves. We grow the tobacco for ourselves. So and, selfishness and it, well, is important. It, it's, not, it's, it's not just selfish. It's not selfishness. It's, um, it's being able to put out a, a more premium product at a lower cost because we're not uh, trying to hustle something out. Well, and, and you guys, you do really make a very good product at a very reasonable price. I mean, look at the digger, for crying out loud, 10 inches long. 60 ring gauge. You guys are one of the first. And yeah. it's under $10 in a non-tax state. This is a bird signal going on right now uh, <laughs> behind the behind yeah. the scenes. Is that the, the, uh, the gentleman's David, our, way? Our, our symbol for <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, recluse yeah. is this. It's not hold up the paper and uh, tiny words on it so Chuck can read it from 10 feet away. Traditional cigar manufacturer. If it's out there, you heard it here first. Okay, Okay, it's time to go into the social media segment right now, brought to you by Recluse Cigars, a cigar that was built on social media. I love this segment. (laughs) Okay, these are the top tweets I found all week. I often wanted to drown my troubles, but I can't get my wife to go swimming. Ah... If I had Morgan Freeman's voice, I would sit in the corner and talk to myself for days. True story. That awkward moment when somebody assumes you care about their opinion. Ah. Tip to reduce weight. Turn your head left, then turn it to the right. Repeat this exercise every time you are offered something to eat. There you go. (laughs) And the number one tweet I saw all week. I could tell that my parents hate me. My bath toys were a toaster and a radio. (laughs) In this social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Built on social media, rolled and two-bar. The old Cuban way for an effortless draw every time. Okay. Toaster and a radio. (laughs) Reminds me of Groundhog Day, the movie. Yes. That's such a good flick. Oh, it's great. Ned. Ned Ryerson? Ned? Don't, don't drive angry. Needle nose Ned? <laughs> uh, what do we got? I don't know what's happening on time here, so uh, we got another five minutes before the next break. Um, what do we got? We got... Um, I don't want to get into that. I can make an announcement. Go ahead. Like, um, yeah, tell us where you're going. I, what well, you're doing. here's what's going on. Uh, I hired John up here. He's uh, kind of the first hire that I was allowed to make within the company. Um, We've had a lot of structural... Six months in the industry. Six, Six months, months, yeah. And I've so, been, rock star, are you nervous? I mean, what did you see? I've been poaching him for the last three months. Really? <laughs> so if, if, something, if, I was, if something pops up in a, in a location or one of our territories, I felt like he'd be a person that would do 
uh, great in the way that our company operates. Why? What did you see? What did you uh, see? His in personality, in my, in my opinion, I can teach you how to sell cigars. I can teach you how to do paperwork, but I can't teach you how to get along well with people and build a relationship. I'm out. Um, You're right. <laughs> you're That's done. why you weren't called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and not offend people and, and work with people and grow a true I'm working out. friendship. Um, you know, with accounts, and that's what I, you know, that's what I look for in people in my past career when I did a lot of hiring uh, for my past career, and that's what I, when I met John, that's what I saw, and I knew that if I ever had a change or a move, which I've made now, uh, that you'd be what I wanted to have in there and what I'd feel comfortable leaving what I've built. Uh, now, an, ex- an ex-cop getting along with people. I've never had a good, good relationship with the popo. Uh, no, I have not, and I'm not a bad guy. It's not like I do bad things. I probably have a, I have a heavy foot. Along with the rest of my you body. Also, you also consider stop signs and red lights recommendations yeah, that may or may not be followed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just know that while you're, while you're selling our cigars that there are eyes watching. Really? Big Brother is there. Nice. And he knows how to handle a gun. He does. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Andy with the steel. So uh, my move will be uh, down to Georgia. I'm going to be covering the Southern Territory down there for a little while. Um, we're also going to be rolling out over the next uh, year and a half into that year period of time I'm down there, the Night in Santiago program that I talked yes. about in the past. I saw it firsthand. It was awesome. It, we're upgrading it. Uh, we're going to do a full HD movie uh, on it, and the plan is with that in the next year or so uh, to hopefully put me out on the road with it, traveling wow. around That was your areas. brainchild. You came up with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's paid off for me, obviously, because uh, it's a, you know, it's it's a lateral move down to Georgia, but it's it's something for the future. It sure. uh, puts the next five, ten years, you know, in front of me with with a plan. So that was a, a tough group that we had. This is the members of our, of our private club that we have up here in the Salem store, and those guys are. I don't want to say know-it-alls, but they've, know-it-alls. Been around, they've been around for a long time. They, they've heard every pitch in the world, and uh, when, when, when somebody's pitching them, they, they pay less attention than actually a regular person would. They, they would not be the top people when they come in. They would actually put blinders on and walk past it. And you actually held those guys. I, I, I paid more attention to watching the guys watching you, of paying attention to what was going on and the questions and answers that went on. It, it was all it, very good. I mean, obviously. Did you wear that cream jacket when you went? Is that how you got their attention? I, I you know, I pulled out all the stops. Fair enough. Fair Fair enough. enough. I, I actually just purchased this cream jacket today for you, actually. I appreciate that. It's for you. <laughs> Isn't that, that. nice? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting down there. I'll be headed down in September um, for a few weeks. I'm going to be traveling around uh, looking for, you know, place of residence. And then uh, October, I'll be down there officially. Uh, but it's, it's, as I said, everybody, it's not a, it's just a short, fa- it's a goodbye for now, not a farewell. Uh, Is so there look- a rep there now, or are you going into an empty spot? I'm going into an empty spot. Okay. I'll fire someone? <laughs> Give us the dirt. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had any firings yet. John might be after next week. Who knows? There we go. My uh, sister, when she got promoted, her first job was to fire her former boss. It's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. She, <laughs> we, she met David down there in Florida the, the week that she was going in, and they're both talking about how you get yourself amped up to... <laughs> Just drop the drop the hammer. You know, it's uh, we, we went a few weeks ago. We we changed a lot of our compensation and a lot of our structural way we operate as a company, which is excellent. It's a focus for the future for us. Um, a lot of good things coming on all sides of our. So company. unlike most, unlike most yeah, and, reps, uh, you're not just straight commission. You're, no, it's, you, a, just, it's a, you get paid to sell cigars, and then that's we're it. We're here. To, we're here to to be a brand ambassador and make things easier on our customers and make it easier for you to do business with us and uh, easier as the, for the consumer to learn from us and, and purchase our cigars and enjoy them. Um, so we went from having a few open territories uh, two weeks ago to having zero open territories um, with only one territory that we actually have to physically train. 
so it's uh, yeah. You're gonna go down there, and besides a roadmap, you're all set. You're gonna walk in there, and they never saw you before. Roadmap. He's got a GPS. Whatever. And an iPhone. In my day, we didn't have a GPS. (laughs) (laughs) Old fart, Davy. Yeah. I I can't wait to see what GPS stands for in the next old fart. There we go. (laughs) I'm a little little afraid myself. But uh, the real reason I'm on here today is, uh, you know, it's funny that you were talking about your sister's move down to, uh, you know, when her first thing was to fire her. You know her her boss. Yeah, I'm actually here to replace you, Jonathan. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> He's laughing. He takes that as a joke. <laughs> he, he got uh, through the whole intro at the beginning. I mean, a couple of little mess yeah. ups, but you've been doing it for three and a half years. You mess up every single week. Okay. Yeah. Don't sing it if you can't bring yeah. it. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Can you stick around? I'm, I'll be here. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, Mr. Jonathan will stay along with Mr. Jonathan and. Uh, there we'll is only uh, one of us. We'll talk. Um, it's like the Highlander. We still got to get um, more gentlemanly-like, gentlemanly-like, and we got news from the asylum. That and lots more. Stick around, everybody, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar store sounds. Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up, but oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. 
That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm, mm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm, mm, mm. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm, mm, mm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mmm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? 
Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. Okay, we're back. Last segment. Huh? Four hour. Yeah, you're four hour. You go now. You have to go now. Nothing? John Panette. <laughs> he was in the Chinese I got, buffet. I got in trouble for saying uh, $4 the other day in the shop. So I, I'm not going there anymore. Really? Okay. You are, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you are. I, I apologize immediately yeah. after. Yeah. <laughs> Foot and mouth. He usually does it the next week. He apologizes next week. Um, okay, what, what do we got here? Um, so you go into retail cigar shops all the time. We know that the retailer themselves, lots of things the retailers do wrong. And I say it to them. You say it to them. We all say it to them. But the person you really have a hard time saying something to is the customer. Because the customer is always right, right? Wrong. Wrong. They're always the customer. They're always the customer, though. And saying something to them is going to anger them. And maybe they get embarrassed and they never come back. So we're talking to the consumer right now that's listening. um, And... If you like most, you've lost the ability to smoke in your house due to a thing called marriage and children. Uh, the next best thing is to go to your local brick-and-mortar store, and that's where you smoke cigars, especially when it starts getting cold up, up here in the Northeast. Where do you go smoke your cigars? But you must have some etiquette when you do that. And uh, I'm going to share with you the Ten Commandments, and this is Miguel Chaudel that actually uh, made this years ago, and I bring it up every once in a while just for for our listeners to uh, learn the etiquette inside a cigar shop and what they should do. So uh, the first one is, Thou shall not bring cigars purchased from online or other stores to another cigar shop. Only cigars purchased from that shop should be smoked in that shop. That is correct. Pretty obvious, right? So you've got a nice Cuban cigar you've been holding on to, some illegal contraband or something you bought online, you, and you're not going to be able to smoke it in your house. It's a rainy day or something. You go to your local cigar shop. Do not even bring it in. You, don't, you, you would never go to a pizza place. Like, you wouldn't go to Domino's with beach pizza from back here. Right. You wouldn't go to beach pizza with a Domino's. So yeah. it's the same thing in a cigar shop. Yeah, so, so don't do it. it it's not cool. And maybe the store owner is not saying it to you. Believe me, they're thinking it. And we're talking about you behind your back. Right. Uh, and if you don't have a problem with that, you don't have a problem with that. But you should have a problem with it because it's not gentleman-like and uh, you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, next, thou shalt not brag about the brand you smoke, how much a cigar costs or how rare it is. Because nobody likes a cigar snob. If you're asked about it, absolutely, but to bring it up and they're smoking a five dollar cigar and you say, Hey, I'm smoking this twenty dollar cigar, look at this, blah blah you just not le- cool. You know, because again, after you leave, the people that are left are gonna be talking about you behind your back and saying, you know, we don't like that guy, right? So don't be that guy. Thou shall not mistreat a cigar. Your cigar probably unraveled because you cut it improperly. It burned crooked because you lit it wrong. Ask for help. If, all, if at all. I bumped into a cigar manufacturer that didn't know how to light a cigar properly. They were I complaining know. about 
I'm not going to say who it is. Leave it nameless. But they were complaining about their cigars always burn poorly. And I said, well, how are you lighting the cigar? And they said, well, I light it like everybody else does. I stick it in my mouth and I jam the fire right up. And I said, all right, let's sit down and we'll have a little lesson. When we know you should toast the cigar, burn it all the way around before you even take a drawer on it, get a little caught up, toast it like a toast in a marshmallow, and, and put a little time into it. The ring is not where you cut the cigar. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't slide it all the way up. Because the only thing it's connected to is the cap. So if you cut too deep on the cigar, it's going to unravel on you. These people spent so much time and effort and quality control went into it. It's you. It's not them. It's you all the time. And it's always the same customer that ends up it happening. Is. And they don't want to learn. So if you're listening, and if you're listening to the show anyway, you're probably head, heads above everybody else anyway just because you're listening and learning. You know, on that but, point, on the Cigar Authority, we are lucky because we do have this nice Perdomo yes. cigars cutter made by Lotus. And yes. we do have the black label flat flame lighter, which eliminates all of those issues. That's right. You don't have those problems to begin with. <laughs> well played. And the cigar Mr. cutter at the register, and we have one at all our stores and all the cigar sh- shops do. You don't put a cigar in your mouth, then take it out with the slime and everything that's on it, and then use that cutter. And if you do, what do you think the next guy, what do you think the guy before you did? Buy a cutter. Buy one. It's a tool that you actually have to have. Absolutely. And a lighter. Should have a cup. Yeah. Throw one in the glove compartment. Throw one in the golf bag. Have it with you. Thou shalt not abuse a cigar. It is not okay to buy a double Corona and cut it in half. Putting out your cigar and saving it for tomorrow is considered ignorant. It's not going to taste good. Buy the Robusto. Or just say, I'm done with cigars today and put it down and that's it. It's gross. It stinks after, not just for you, for the, for the other person. Thou shalt not, thou shall store, s- store cigars properly. Store your cigars properly. Buy a humidor or rent a locker in a cigar shop. Respect the hard work that goes into these hand-rolled products. Three years before a cigar usually gets to a cigar shop, it has been kept in absolutely perfect condition every step of the way. It goes into the cigar shop. It's kept absolutely perfect. And you're going to, the last guy to end up touching a cigar, going to destroy it? Don't do it. Thou shalt not bitch about the prices of the cigars. Every state has different tobacco taxes. Every shop has a different markup. You, if you don't like it, buy a cigar somewhere else. But do not say it. Do not, hey, that's too much money. Don't buy it. But all you're doing is polluting the rest of the store and everybody in it. Why would you do that? Because you're just not thinking of it, obviously. Thou shalt not be rude about cigar smoking. We cigar smokers are respectable, tax-paying, very high tax-paying people. Yes. Uh, And you represent all of us. So you should be in your best behavior at all times. You don't have to smoke in the busiest part of the beach. If you're going to smoke at the beach, go over to the rocks where nobody is. There we go. Thou shalt not go to a cigar event expecting a free cigar. If you can't afford one, you shouldn't have gone to the event to begin with. If you do not receive a free cigar and enjoy the refreshments, you need to buy something. No one likes a mooch. Thou shalt not be fooled about fake cigars. Those Cuban cigars you bought on the cruise for 50 bucks were fake. Do not go bragging around about them because people are laughing behind your back. And that's a fact, Jack. True story. Always have an extra cigar on hand. You never know when you might run into a brother of the leaf who needs a cigar in a pinch 
and you may make a new friend with it. So those are the Ten Commands of Cigars. To the consumers out there, listen, I'm a brick-and-mortar retailer. I appreciate you, and I'm just giving you a little tricks of the trade to try to make your experience better in a cigar shop. We're trying to be better for you. You try to be better for us. That's reciprocity, right? Amen. Amen. Okay, and with that, I think it's a perfect time to find out how to be more debonair. Enjoy your life to the fullest. It's important to be a gentleman and how we can be more gentleman-like. Here is Mr. Chuck Morrison on how to be more debonair. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. There's a gentleman right now. Fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. Gentlemen. Gentlemen's Way is brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair can never, ever be subtracted <clears throat> Excuse me, from one's life. I am with three gentlemen today, and I think they, they all get this. They're entrepreneurs, and there's a lot of similarities now between my Gentleman's Way and entrepreneurship, but I think there's a lot of commonalities between success and being a true gentleman. Where am I going with this? Well, we kind of teased upon it last week when Dave and I were talking about this Masters of Marketing series that I'm creating, and there's really a brilliant um, strategy at play that I think for, for any success in life, and that is the ability to not only generate ideas. I think there's so many folks out there that have wonderful ideas, but they take those ideas with them to the grave. There's a saying that, say, that says most people are dead at the age of 25. It just takes 60 years to bury them. Let's not let that happen for you. If you have an idea, to go back to the words of Napoleon Hill, who wrote a great, fantastic book called The Science – I'm sorry, he wrote the book – Think and grow rich. He says the time to nurse an idea is at its, at, at its inception, the time you first have that idea. Think of it as a newborn baby. The more life you inject into it at its time of its inception, the more chance it has of living and succeeding. Where am I going with this? Dave, I think you get this more than anybody else I know on this planet. You have the uncanny ability to generate ideas, but more than that, you're an action taker. When the ideas come, you capture them, you take them. Last week on the show, I lost my cell phone, and I'm not devastated about losing music or pictures or even contact information. I have an iPhone, and I have a notepad in there where I generate lots of ideas. I take action on those ideas, but I'm one that when the idea comes, I'm not saying to myself, well, I'll come back to it later or whatever. Always get done with what you can do today, today. Don't, don't push things off. But when the idea comes in the moment, how many times have you said to yourself, oh, I'll get to that later or I'll come back to it. And then when that later moment comes, you completely forgot the idea. Sure. That happens to me frequently. So I'll write down these ideas and take action on them. I'm so freaked out right now in many ways for losing that phone because those ideas are on there. I'm learning from myself to say, take action as soon as that idea comes. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. You never know what's going to happen. Today's the only day that matters. To be a better gentleman, to be a better person, to have more success in life, act on those creative ideas that come to you. Question is, can you do it? Are you debonair enough? Absolutely. Bang, baby. And I was telling Chuck. Yes, this is brilliant advice, guys. Take notes if you're listening to the Cigar Authority right now. Pull the car over if you're in the car. Take notes on this. It's not that big, but these are little things that make differences. So what I did, and I do this on everything, on my... um, calendar, which is very important to me, my cell phone, which is very important to me, not to make a phone call, but I got information on here too, contacts and things like that that maybe not somewhere else, but I put on here reward, dollar sign, call, and a phone number. It's not the phone number of this phone because that would be ridiculous, 
Because you don't even know the number of that phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. But uh, it's the phone number of my office. So if somebody, if I lost this phone and somebody got this phone, they'd say, oh, my God, there's a phone and I can get $100 for this or whatever. Do- reward, dollar sign, call and the phone number of the office. It's worth more to me than the phone itself. And if, if the bad guy that actually stole it or whatever ended up having a calling me, he has no idea how much the reward is. And I would ask him, how much? Yes, I need that phone. And uh, I called for the reward. I have your phone. How much you want to give me? How much do you want for it? I want $100. I'll give you 200 Come on down. Bring me my phone. I'll hand you the 200 before you hand me back. But I need that phone. And that's it. I haven't lost it, but if I did, it's there. It's on my – a lot of important things like that. And somebody taught me it a long time ago. So I, when you told me what happened to you, I wish I told it to you two weeks before that happened. But the next one will have that, and, and that's it. Um, I had a phone actually stolen in Nicaragua, stolen um, – which had that information on it and everything. But uh, was stolen in my hotel room in Nicaragua. Not only did they steal the phone, I went into the room – and it was a dumpy place. And it was locked up, though. And I went in there, and I, like a jerk, I left my passport there and my phone on top of the passport. I should have never left my passport. Thank God they didn't steal that. I'd probably still be there. But I look, and the phone is not there. I go into the bathroom, and I can smell somebody was in there. And in the barrel of the, of the bathroom, in the trash barrel that was there, they wiped themselves, and they threw the... The, t- the toilet paper in the barrel, not in the toilet. And that's what they do down there, apparently, because they don't have uh, uh, yeah, proper yeah, plumbing, plumbing. For, for, for to do it. So it's a local that ended up doing And I'm like, somebody was in here. Obviously, I was the last one before that, so I'm looking around. I start looking around the whole thing. You know, maybe I put the fo- thing, I got my luggage there. I'm digging through everything, looking around. I find a set of keys. So I look at the set of keys. I don't know how much time we have here. Are we okay? So I, I see a set of keys. I'm like, oh, my God, a set of keys. I said, this is the criminal that stole my phone. I look around. It's getting really late at night. There's nothing I can do. We're leaving the next morning. So I lock the, the thing. I go to bed. And in the middle of the night, it might be 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, bang, bang, bang on the door. And I said, okay, I'm up because I thought this was my call to, to hurry up and get up because we're leaving. Bang, 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 again on the door. I get up, and there's three Spanish-speaking people on the other side of the door. And uh, they're, they're showing me a hand signal of a key, like uh, putting a key in, in a door and turning it. And I look at them, and, you know, I'm just waking up out of a sleep, and I'm like, okay, these are the people that stole the phone. So I make the hand signal of a telephone. The universal sign language, yes. the telephone. Which is the thumb and the, and the uh, pinky finger uh, by, by my uh, ear. And uh, they're making believe like they don't understand. And we're going back and forth. And I go grab the keys and I show them the keys. And their head's going up and down. And I do the phone thing again to them. And they're talking in Spanish. And I'm like, how far am I going to go with this thing? Is this where it's going to end for me? I got to make a decision at this point. And like a jerk, I hate myself for it, but I, I just didn't want to get stuck there. I didn't know what was going to happen. There were three of them. There was one of me. Plus, they got to see me in my underwear. So <laughs> they lose automatically. And I hand the party's I, over. I hand the, the thieves their keys back. And they go. 
And that was it. That was the end of the phone, and that was it. And my phone number was on it and everything, but I uh, never heard from them, obviously, anyway. But sorry to digress. But Not debonair at all. No, no. So, uh, yeah, when you go to these, keep your passport, too. Hang on to that passport. Holy God. I never plan on leaving the country, so I'm okay. Yeah. So uh, are we ready for the, the uh, take a peek into the asylum? News from the asylum brought to you by Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum. To what extent would you go to cool off? On a hot day in Germany in mid-July, a group of young men decided to build their own pool. According to police reports, a policeman noticed a very strange convertible driving down the road. Upon closer inspection, it appeared that the bathing suit-clad men were splashing around in a water-filled car. Can you do that? Clearly intoxicated. Although there is no law against driving around with a pool in someone's car, there is one for driving intoxicated, and these gentlemen are now in hot water. Here we go. That's hot water. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. That's hot water. That's right. (laughs) Can it stay in? Can the water stay in? I was surprised reading it that the, the pedals worked, like everything worked. How is the water not leaking out? They have those cars that can go in water, which are imidec- um, which, which amphibious. The, amphibious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the water would stay into something like that. But <laughs> duck boat, yeah, basically, right? I mean, that's Amphibian. it's obviously insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I don't think we can make that work. No. So anyway, that's that's that. Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival is going on right now. Today, August 24th. We're taping this in advance. So we are actually there right now and taking taping next week's show. That's what we're doing right now as we speak. Uh, Boulder, Colorado, the festival is uh, 1,500 people. And uh, everybody's getting 20 cigars along with drinks. And we, we should be intoxicated right now. No, no. I don't see that happening? No. Okay. That's the bummer about going to Vegas with you and I, because neither of us really are drinkers or gamblers. Yeah, I suppose. Um, what do we got? We got uh, Tony Gomez is there. Yeah, Tony's going to be making the trip up. I think this is his second or third year that he's gone up to the Rocky Mountain Festival. Uh, Tony, aka Antonio. Yeah. Uh, is what does he like to be known? Uh, he goes by Antonio. I've known him as Tony my for five years that I've known him, uh, so I call him Tony. Within the company, um, he goes by both. So, yeah, um, if we but, interview him, we yeah, can't you, say it wrong, you right? You can call him Antonio. You can call him Tony. He's, he's a laid-back guy. Uh, but he's 
over the last few months been the in charge of the factory. Actually, he's been the, yes. the supervisor at the factory uh, down in Santiago in the Dominican Republic, which has been a really, really unique experience for him because uh, what it's done is allowed Lido to take more time uh, away from the Dominican. Yeah, because he has his son down there and, and, and can trust him to relay the information that he needs to be done. Uh, information on what needs to be done in the factory in yeah. terms of production. Um, so it's been really unique. Uh, Lido's been around a whole lot more over the last uh, few months because of that. And it's, uh, it's been nice to see Tony doing that. He's learning a lot. I came out with his new blend called Chapter One that just released this week. Um, so uh, he's definitely, you know, we joke around, we call him the future. Because uh, he's yeah. the future of the company. We have a future pose. If anybody's watching, they can see me doing the future pose. Um, but he truly is, and he's really humble about it, and he's, uh, you know, it's definitely something that he has a lot of passion for. He's, he's a young guy. Very unique. The cigar world has a way of humbling you anyway. It doesn't matter sure. what level rock star you are. If your cigar doesn't speak for itself, if it doesn't smoke for itself, it's over. It yeah. doesn't matter who it is. Any one of the, the, the major cigar celebrities represented throughout the entire shop, any one of them can come out with a dud at any time. If the cigar doesn't smoke well... It's over. And as the many years that I've been in this business, I mean, what was the most popular cigars have, have gone away and become nothing. I mean, when you're in top, it only means you've got one place to go, which is down. So, uh, you know, the, the people of coming out with new things all the time and all the time, I, I think they find that they have more duds than winners when they end up doing something like that. It's not many companies that stick with the same brand for a long time. Fluid Dominicana is one of them, 20 years. Going on 20 years in 2014 and... Is, as I said, the future of the company is in the family. And, uh, you know, we've made a lot of commitment to that, uh, you know, solidifying the future for the rest of the, you know, for the next generation uh, through factory expansion, uh, expanding our farms, expanding our sales team, expanding our leadership team, um, and just continuously expanding, you know, our lines and continuing to grow with certain sizes and certain lines that do well for us so yeah. we can maintain a strong relationship for the future and maintain, uh, you know, the level of success we've had for 20 years. Now, sure. if I'm not mistaken, you guys are, are known for having a very clean factory. Oh, the cleanest I've ever seen. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the most unique thing, that I've been down twice now. Um, the craziest thing to me, now, I, I think of this as normal because I've only been to one cigar factory mm. and it's ours. Um, but there's always somebody sweeping and cleaning. And I asked Lito, is this like, you know, is this normal? Is it going every day? He goes, yeah. And he actually took me over to a schedule and like a regimented cleaning schedule uh, that there's the, there's workers that just do that throughout the day um, and clean every aspect of the factory. And it's, it's, I mean, this can be a messy. It business. can be. It, it can be messy. There are some full body cigars. You take a pull on them and there's some kind of dust or something that chokes you up. I've never had that happen. And your, some of your cigars would be considered very full bodied. Some of the chisels, and you you pull a, a dry hit on it, and you're not choking yourself to death. So, is there a a process involved with washing the tobacco or keeping that dust down? Is that is that part of it? You think? I think when you when you create a habit and an environment of cleanliness and excellence within anything you do, let alone be cigars, restaurants, you know, bars, cigar shops, whatever it is, if you have a high level of accountability and strive for excellence, it's going to go in. You know, and seep over into, you know, everything that you do. You know, right. so you keep the factory clean, you're going to keep the tobacco clean. You keep the tobacco clean, you're going to keep the factory clean. If you keep focusing on that, it's a circle and it keeps returning back to it. And it goes back to what I, we were talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, I find that being, you know, if we want to sit down and talk about the qualities of a traditional cigar manufacturer, I mean, there's numerous ones out there. It's not just us. Um, you know, that's a quality that they have. And the people who are still here and the businesses 
uh, and the companies and brands that lasted from the boom to now all share that. You know, if you look at the brands that aren't around, they didn't share that. So that's why I, I you know, I, how I describe traditional cigar manufacturing. Sure. And I've been lucky. You know, I, I work with a family that uh, has, pays a lot of attention to that and is really focused on that and understands how important that is. Mr. Jonathan Carney, I'm going to miss you up here. I'm going to miss you. You're one of the good ones. I will. Uh, I'll certainly miss you guys. I've yeah. appreciated the support over the last uh, uh, last few years. It's been great. And as I said, this is this is just goodbye for now. It's not farewell. Um, and we're going to keep working together in the future. And uh, looking looking forward to my move down there. But I'm also looking forward to when I can return back up oh. here to uh, to visit you all. All right. Um, I was I was looking at uh, Chuck, and it looked like I was wrapping up, but it, it, apparently we still still have five more minutes to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry now. So no, don't cry. <laughs> I thought it was over. I was gonna do it off the air. Yeah, nice. Um, we have uh, lots coming on in the Cigar Authority in the near future. Um, we have uh, George Padron coming on the show coming up real soon. Rafael Nodell from uh, um, the Aging Room. He's gonna actually be with us live. We're gonna have him come on up. We'll see what ends up happening. He may, he may. Uh, we're gonna have to be have to have a calm one on that. Show. Oh, absolutely not, absolutely not. That would be the one to go. Kind that would easy. be the one to go harder. <laughs> I don't know about that. Harder. Push the limits as hard as I can. I'm gonna do what he said. He's an advertiser. You go easy on that one. You don't it. embarrass him. There's no embarrassment. He loves it. He says that he's he listens to them. So you know the the guys will be listening to the show in his in his uh, offices, and they'll call him in. When Old Far Freddy comes on, and he laughs out loud every time. It's a lot easier, I think, to probably laugh when you're not sitting on the couch right next to the person who's saying them in the aging room. It's, it's difficult. <laughs> you know, when he's staring Old Far Freddy in the eyes, and he's explaining to him what GP and S mean in GPS. Well, you're pushing hard for that. Positioning satellite. <laughs> you're going to have to tell me off the air what you're, where you're going with that. We'll see if we can get it in. I got some of it in my mind. Anyway, September 14th, we got the motorcycle run. This is when we, do, uh, we pick the uh, young ladies for our calendar each year. And uh, we'll have that going on at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua on September 14th. So uh, we're going to have 200 motorcycles there, along with all the pretty girls and all that stuff, uh, outdoors of our Nashua store. Yeah, the ice cream lady. The ice cream lady on the uh, motorcycle thing. Remember her from last year? Oh, yeah, yeah, She yeah. didn't make the calendar. I don't know how, because that was like two and one. What was You obviously than that? weren't a judge on the panel. Yes, I would have picked <laughs> that for, first. Uh, nice. Yeah, I got an ice cream and uh, motorcycle and pretty girls. That sounds like a real difficult day. It was awesome. Uh, but we have to pray for good weather. That's the problem with these... Uh, these outdoor events. Uh, I was sweating bullets with the uh, the cruise that happened last week, uh, that the weather was going to be good, and uh, it looks like it's sold out. I'm saying it looks like it's sold out because we're not actually at next week. <laughs> right. And I am still sweating bullets a little bit that enough people will show up because it's an expensive boat. Well, Mr. Jonathan Connie was at the CANH golf tournament up in the woods. <laughs> he would run up behind the tree. And standing out in the pouring rain. Oh, it was brutal. I, see, I took a different, I took an, a certain approach at the CNH uh, fundraiser. Dressed for the weather? I, no, I didn't at all. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I had one umbrella, and I, and I protected the cigars with my umbrella. Wow. Luckily, there's a man. Luckily, you wonder why you company man true. right there. Oh, my God. Luckily, the consumers um, in the New Hampshire area 
are also uh, heavy drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, so, that was a big part of it for sure. So I, I didn't really notice the rain after about the first 25 minutes. There you go. Yeah, so we, we, had a, we had a good time, and it made make the best of it. Oh, my God, what a mess that was. But uh, I don't know if you heard about the plans we have. I'll tell you off the air of plans for next year. I think we'll do the golf tournament. We've got another idea, and uh, I'll let you know about it and see what you think about that. It's been special to see. The biggest thing I'm going to miss uh, from up here is, one, the relationships that I've built over the last few years. Um, and in New Hampshire, I've talked about this a lot. Uh, there's a lot of retailers up here, and there's a lot of major retailers. That the tax environment makes it a great area to operate sure. and run business in. Um, and it's been awesome to have all these retailers that actually get along for the common yeah. good. And I'm going to really miss that up here. I know it's the same down south, um, but being make, involved make it, in it's huge. Make it down. Make If it isn't down there, make it to them. Tell the stories and say, listen, it can work and that the brick-and-mortar store up the street from you is not your enemy. He's the only friend you got. Absolutely. Those are your friends, and together you can make something terrible not happen, like this ridiculous uh, uh, changing the law of 18-year-olds to 21-year-olds. Obviously, there isn't strong retailers down there to allow something like that to happen. And we're, uh, I'd like to say we're lucky here in New Hampshire, but luck had nothing to do with it. It's all it's, hard work. It's great retailers that take time out of their busy day and close if they have to close to show up at the state house and fight the legislation. Or- yeah, imagine if you were a customer and you walked up to your brick-and-mortar store and they says, close, I'm fighting for you to keep the taxes down. Yeah, be back after awesome. the thing. Yeah. I would come back. Right. That's it. But, you know, the excuse of, and that's all they are is excuses of, you know, I'm a one-man shop and I can't get away and this and this and this. And, you know, I, I see them at trade shows. I see them at different events and stuff. They can get away. They choose not to get away. Yeah, so you gotta find you got to find a way to make your mountains move. Absolutely. Okay, there's the music. I knew it was coming once in a while. Two, two in a row, man. How did these people do Why it? do I let you talk me into this? <laughs> and you will next time anyway. So uh, <laughs> we'll be at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. That show will air um, September 7th. September 7th, the Rocky Mountain thing. I and believe that, it's correct. And, and after that, we'll have uh, George Padron and Rafael Nadell, the motorcycle event, the anniversary party. Lots more going on in the Cigar Authority. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you have John Carney's stallion lit and in your mouth, just please remember to keep the lid end pointing out. It's very important. Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado Cigar. 
In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. <laughs> 